previously on Toys. We finish a whole campaign. When we complete a storyline here on This American Dice, our tradition is to reassemble all the players and chat about it. And this one is no different. David, Marisa, Austin, and Eduardo all got together, had a few beers perhaps, and hashed out the ups, the downs, and the things we learned by playing through Dragon of Icepire Peak, or Doisp. Here are thoughts on the module itself, how things went, playing duo games, pacing, session length, and perhaps some controversial opinions about D&D in general. We love D&D. Please don't hate us for criticizing it. Yeah, so, guess what? We did it. No, never. I'll never guess what. No, you got it. Because guess what? We did it. The what is that? The what is that we did it. We did Doys. Risa, God bless your heart. You uh, bought me this thing, I believe, and you played it for for the entirety. I think we did. God damn it. We did. You cursed us all. It took us nearly a year. We got married in the middle. Like, I can't believe what a trooper. D&D, Dragon of Icepire Peak, Doip. But I prefer Doip because it's funnier. <laughs> Doip. And we did it. And now we're going to talk about it. First of all, thank you so much. Yes! Ah! A year's worth of work. Incredible. You <laughs> Over a year. Incredibly creative and just what a joy for the entire time to spend some time with you. That was fun. But I would be amiss without saying that our two player guests are also here. Oh, yeah! Austin, who inspired inspired the beauty of inspiration. Oh, yes. Nailed it. Who did he Don John Raskin. Don John Johnson? Don Ron Johnson, depending on how I edit that last one. And in addition, we have Eduardo, who guided Zant through his very weird uh, trajectory. Some kind of horse, man. What is happening? There were fairies. It was a lot. Let's reflect. Let's take this time to reflect on this game. For a year, a year past, um, in real life at least, I think it was almost a month in game time, which is, for D&D, such a long time. Too, just too long in D&D world don't so be sarcastic when the... i'm I, that's a joke about D because it it'll be six months and like one round will go by so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that's Some a joke on D, not so, on us wait so oh boy <laughs> in this game like only six months was supposed to pass just one month yes i mean it's one wild. round is um six seconds you know what i mean yeah. and it takes sometimes 20 minutes just to finish one round i want to start with Austin, you played Don John Raskin. That's true. I played Don Don John Raskin hyphen Johnson. They they were (laughs) married earlier on. (laughs) So, Austin, I want to ask you. You had Don John, one of the most uh, iconic characters of this generation. Honestly, your thing is better. I was going to say one of the most animated characters, but yes, Uh, that makes sense. What what did you uh, what was going into what was going into your mind what what were your inspirations for Don John? So, um, to be frank, the idea with Don John was that he was uh, just a crazy character who every time you ran into him, there'd be an additional level of craziness. So, like 
Perfect. Like, oh, yeah. he's doing blah, blah, blah. And then we talk about blah, 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 blah. And then when we'd come back to it, I would just say, like, oh, and here's an additional thing. I have to... Layers and layers of weirdness. Yeah, I have to give Mike Migdahl credit for his character of uh, Deck Rambo. And I think, like, a lot of what I was doing was kind of channeling a lot of that. But I loved it. So I had a great time. I actually encountered a person um, in high school. We knew a guy who we called Bullshit Will. And Bullshit Will was a guy who was like, listen, um, yeah, so we had this party, and this was a crazy party, and, like, everybody was, like, nuts. And I had this pony keg, and it was just a keg of vodka, and, like, everybody was crazy. And I was like, I don't even care. I got this keg of vodka. I'm like, ah. He then had another story that was like, listen, I'm part of the Zulu Warrior Nation. The Zulu Warrior Nation is, like, a group of hackers and the Zulu Warrior Nation is a group of hackers who blah, blah, blah. And so this guy who was part of the FBI was looking for me. Oh, my God. Okay. And so, right. these people and too. so I was on, like, a top of the roof. And he was driving around. And I, like, flipped the switch. And he just got in a car accident. I was like... <laughs> what a liar. So that's Don John. Got it. So just, like, tall yes. tales constantly. It was just constant yeah. tall tales. <laughs> that, makes, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. The idea with Don so did John, he ever fall in a toilet? <laughs> Probably, but it was a medieval toilet, so it was just like a, a hole, hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, Don John the I mean, Toilet Man. If I remember correctly, the original story was you went into an ogre's outhouse, <laughs> oh my God. and you yeah. fell in, and then when the ogre came, you stabbed him or something. But he also, he also. Um, <laughs> I remember the original story. He also, but in the same story, he also pummeled the ogre <laughs> testicles yeah. like a speed I, bag. I'm pretty sure I cut that out. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Message us if you want the uncut version. Wait, so, so all, John John. So, so you cut out our Patreon. <laughs> so you you cut out all the other stuff. All you wanted was him yeah. in the toilet. I will say, um, in um, the toilet. At least at least forty percent of the stuff <laughs> that Don John said <laughs> is like cutting room floor. Like I had to cut I, out so much. I need a, an uncut. <laughs> If Don, we start a Patreon, Don John's already on cut. Listen, sister, <laughs> you think you're gonna cut this thing? Um, yeah. Uh, so so much stuff that I could say about or reveal about the things I cut from Don John. Yeah. Was there anything that you wish you could have done, Don John? Yeah. Uh, or, or like anything, uh, anything plot wise that you're like, oh, I wish you would have went this way. You, you got to have a whole... We didn't talk about this. You got to have a whole other side plot, too, with Don John. Ooh. Um, I... Yeah, because we only got to have Don John around for, I think, three sessions. So, like, six, seven episodes, yeah, maybe. Yeah, with, without... Aside from the stuff with Carl and Alex and Trevor, like, the side quest stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was good, with, which was, like, where we had Harold the Rat. Yeah. Um... No, I don't have any regrets. That character Perfect. was... That's such a Don John thing to say. I fucking nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. I fucking nailed it. Yeah. Can I make Love a it. commentary Please, about yeah. this? For me being a completely new player to D&D, not, not necessarily new in this RPG tabletop world, but pretty new because I've really only been playing one-shots and I find my groove in one shots or that specifically lean comedy horror 
or absurd horror that can still lend itself to dark comedy. And that's kind of where I like to live, um, just in my daily life anyway. But, like, this was harder for me to get into. Even, like, when we played Demi Humans and that was all of us sitting here at the table. I was, I was going to say, that's like kind of the longest one I was, before yeah. I was kind of like, ugh, because it was, that was one of the longest ones, but I really did have fun doing it. Um, but it was harder for me. And this one was really hard because it was so many sessions and it was so many rules and so many just things going on. So because it was just me alone, having Austin step in first, David said, well, he's just going to do one episode and then when <laughs> it, there was like a like a cliffhanger and you had to come back the second episode, mm-hmm. I was like, "Thank God, yeah, yeah. you're coming back." Because <laughs> you you brought it up, Marisa. You're like, "Hey, can Austin keep playing for as long as possible?" I'm like, "Yeah, actually, there's a bonus one that he could do. That would make a lot of sense." I was like, "I would prefer that he comes back and plays because it helps me. It helps me with the story, and it was so entertaining to be like, <laughs> also that we were playing." During the pandemic, so we were just doing it on video, basically. Yeah. So it was like me in the living room, David in the other room, Austin at his own house. I was just really thankful to have another random wild, and especially more wild character, because Inverna <laughs> and Shanjan are very tame. Yeah. In comparison to you as a person, no offense, you know what I mean? I'm very tame, too. You're so really tame, and so your characters became super tame. And I was like, well, if this is the most lame fucking quest I've ever been on. Oh, no. <laughs> and then John, Don John, Toilet Man Raskin <laughs> Johnson comes in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Now it's going to be a fucking wild-ass event- yeah. adventure. So here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, t- uh, to, I mean... I had I had like a system, but I'm so tame. Let's break it up. So actually, I was going to bring that up later. Um, this uh, this game, the uh, the Essentials Kit, is what Dragon of Ice Pirate Peak is, is from, you know. And they have like this is where they introduce D and D rules of sidekicks and things. Mm. It's like so you can play solo. You can do one DM and one player, and just have them do uh, have some sidekicks, and Which it totally works fine. Don't worry about noted, it. Noted, not fine. Exactly. It is hard. I'm like, you told me, this is hard to do. I don't know what to do. And I think a lot about D&D, and it's a whole different world. Like, to to not have someone to to bounce ideas off of. It's just like, I've come up with something. I don't know. And I was playing the two sidekicks. I made two on purpose because the angel and demon on your shoulder, Mm. I set them up so that one would always do the extreme this way, and the other one would do the extreme the opposite way. So it makes sense that these two are very boring, because if you average them together, it's a neutral opinion. Right. And in the end, regardless of their opinion, they would always let her choose. Exactly. It's so like, it you're the like, boss. Damn so. it. Like, yeah. That's so it's a hard a, one. I it's didn't a, even feel like they were that opposite for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't feel that they were angel and devil. If they were, I felt like you... you as a DM, if I could give you any, like, my opinion, oh, I feel sure. like you could have gone more extreme with Inverna, mm-hmm. and Shanjan just did whatever I wanted him to anyway, basically, because he was so tame, and Inverna could have been more extreme. Mm-hmm. And, Which, I mean, they both could have been more extreme. I would say, and I'm, I'm not trying to skip ahead, but 
She made it a pretty extreme choice. She did, when, but it took it, over a fucking year to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It took a really long time for her to do that. What I'm trying to say is the sidekicks, I don't think that really solved the problem 100%. Like, like the design of that yeah. didn't solve. I see what you mean. Like it's the like, game itself is like, here's an option. That'll make it okay. Yeah. Because he didn't. I, I definitely had more fun when we had one one of the mm-hmm. two guests going in. Like if it was Eduardo or if it was uh, Austin, I was like, it seems like even if it's just two players, it's a lot easier to to do. I was like, I don't know if these sidekick things, I like the rules, like the system and everything, it was, but I don't think they solved the problem. It was 100%. good having them. I mean, I appreciated having Shanjan and, and Verna there just at all times, but I also think that having an extra person there does mean that like not all my choices have to be my fault either. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, because right. everything was on you. If yeah. Austin is there and he's making these other choices for me, it's forcing me to do other things. And I'm just like, well, I don't have a choice now because he already did something ridiculous. So yeah. now <laughs> I have to do something equally ridiculous to make it work out for the benefit of both of us, basically. Yeah. So that neither of us dies. Definitely a lot of pressure to play like one on one. Absolutely. <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it was just fun. Like, it was just a funny situation to have Don John there. I thought that was great. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Don John, uncut version. I still want it. <gasps> He's always been uncut. <laughs> hey! Oh, oh give, give out secrets. Uh, so, yeah, Eduardo, speaking of, <laughs> guess. Oh, oh, shit. So, you played Xanth. Really <laughs> fun. A very different, weird energy than Don John. <laughs> still weird. Equally as great. Yeah. <laughs> So what was your favorite part about playing Xanth? So it was actually us talking about it before we even started. Yeah. And it was, um, so Fey Wanderer just came out with, I believe, Tasha's Cauldron. Yeah, of, of everything. Her yeah. new thing, yeah. Um, so I was like, I, I have played Rangers before. I would love to play a Ranger. Um, and I was like, Fey Wanderer sounds fun. And just the description of the class and the subclass and all that stuff, I was like, wait a second, I could totally make this work in a different way. Um, and then I thought to myself, centaurs are fake creatures. And then I said, but I've always seen an old centaur. I've never seen like a young centaur. And you let me create like the craziest dude. Because that could have been anything, right? Like that could have been like, hello, I'm Zenith. I will guide you through the four. Like boring generic centaur that everybody had seen. Um, so yeah, I got to create a cool backstory um, I would say meeting was very fun. Figuring out mechanics, not so much fun because a four-legged person trying to go downstairs. <laughs> like, That's right. Yeah, we kind of just hand wave that. Like, I, yeah, but right. I also fell in pits and like there was stuff going on. And I was like, shite, I can't just climb out. I need to like double force it and like yeah. all kinds of stuff that was like, but that was fun because centaurs aren't a race that you can normally play as well. So I had, like, a really cool opportunity to, like, A, play with people I love. Yay, friends. You know, friends and all that. Yeah. But technically, I met new people, which were Serafina and Verna and Shanjan, you know. New yeah. people and make it work. Like, we got to get to where we need to go. And, you know, there's a freaking grave or crypt or whatever from Dragon Bones. Like, let's go there. You know, there's a lot. It was fun. I really liked it. But I, what I will say is... I personally, as a player, love to, like, go smooth. And I felt like Xanth, every now and then, would be like, oh, let's, like, go crazy. And I was like, oh, shit. Or shite. 
You can curse now. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, I was like, (laughs) oh shit, I am, I'm making decisions. And like, I can't be smooth because his main thing was like, let's protect the forest. He was hiding things from them the whole time, you know? He was like, you don't have to come this way. Let me walk you myself. You know what Mm. I mean? As like, he was like a, Grove and stuff. Right, as like a character point. But me as a player, I'd be like, where do you want to go? Like, that's how I normally play. So yeah. I had to play, not like not devious, he wasn't hiding it. He just was like, let's not go... Protective. Right, protective. That's a way yeah. better word. And then also, the energy between the four different characters was so different. Seraphina's happy-go-lucky, a lead, you know. And then Inverna's always like watching. And Xanth had no idea how to deal with that. He was like, that's why he would question her so much. And then Shanjan is like a follower, but he saw his capability as a medic. You know what I mean? That was, that was another thing altogether. Ended up being a big plot point that, you know, extended my stay. That was such a good moment when you you and Inverna had to like talk at some point. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I guess I trust you or something. Yeah. Well, and it, it ended up being for not because at the same time I had to make sure that You know what I mean? I had to make sure that I didn't, I didn't stop Xanth from doing what he needed to do just because I wanted Inferno to like Eduardo. That was the hard part because I had to tell myself, no, Xanth needs to protect the forest. And if he thinks this might be the only way, we need to side with orcs. And this lady is not doing what I need her to do. I need her to be on our side. And unfortunately, even though she's friends with the person who's in charge, you know what I mean? Like, Eduardo was playing the game and was like, shit, I want to be nice to everybody. But I couldn't. Which made a whole arc of, like, sadness that I was not expecting. Yeah. That was another thing. That whole Inverna leaving thing was such a, Woof. like, oh man. I, during that game, I was like, um, I can't think of a way. Like, they give you, um, like, a little... Uh, almost like a paragraph of all the sidekicks. And uh, Inverna's, I think half of her bio, or bio whatever, yeah. was like, she really hates orcs. She's real real <laughs> against orcs. That's the whole, whole thing. So I tried to bring that up, make that, you know, hit home mm-hmm. throughout the entire game. Well, and that was another thing is that you let Xanth speak orcish because there yeah. was, yeah, like it, you let us build it so much that Xanth could be a mediator between that which Inverna was not going to be able to do you know so. yeah it was really tricky because I was also like um reading the the adventure I was like the orcs aren't that bad like in this like they are the anchorite like the the worshippers of Talos yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pretty bad they're like not great but they can kind of like I can kind of understand their viewpoint too but right. the orcs that just got chased out of their home it's like they're kind of the they're not bad guys they're just like yeah. refugees like it sucks that they're Made, made to be the villains i'm like i'm gonna leave a lot of leeway if people um like marisa in particular like decides to be okay with them well and i think that was a good dynamic that was something different that even though the sidekicks are always supposed to be there for you that didn't need to happen yeah and when, when it was like we're gonna help these orcs i was like i can't maybe to uh what you said earlier marisa like you're not being extreme enough with these uh, sidekicks. Like, at that point, I was like, like, literally 50% of her bio is about how she hates orcs. She, she can't go along with this. I have to... Right. She has to leave. Like, there's it, nothing about this. It ended up being a good moment, but me, a player, Eduardo, felt awful. 
I was like, I just want to do good stuff. I want to be a good guy. I want to be good. And like, I can't be good. I'm being bad. Like, bad is not the right word, but I was making heavy decisions for Marisa instead of like, you know what I mean? I felt, I felt a guilt that was outside of the realm of the story. Right. And I had to learn how to like couple that. That was the other thing. It was like, I made Xanth so freaking weird (laughs) that, that it took a lot of sentences. And I, I wish I could have, like, controlled that for myself. I think that yeah. would have been nice to be like, Marisa, just tell me to shut up. Just tell me to shut up. Like, <laughs> tell me, tell me. I didn't get that impression, I guess. I felt like it was a solo decision made by her. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it Good. didn't really... That makes me feel way better, because I was like, yeah. oh, no, I'm forcing it. Yeah, I didn't feel that way. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. Yeah, I thought it was the character's choice, I guess. Good. Good. That makes me feel better. But yeah, I love Xanth. I love his little fairy friends. I love the madness. Oh, did, I love I, it all. I forgot to ask you, did you have any like inspirations of what made that character or did it just fully form in your head? It just formed in my head. I Literally, I when I spoke to you about it beforehand, I just said, I want him to be young and Fae Wander is crazy. Can I do the antlers thing? <laughs> uh, but no, it just popped into my head. I said, backstory, he was left as a child. He, um, got fae touched by these warring um, fairies and pixies over a lake property. That's literally it. And they he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And now he's fae touched and that's it. But I love the thought process of him like having to hear these voices and see these beings all the time. Mm-hmm. That would drive anyone mad. Yeah. So yeah. him trying to rationalize it, I think that would, like, near, near the end when we figured out, you know... Oh, look, he, he's seeing all these things all the time. I understand why he can barely make a sentence. Like, yeah. It helped. I just, I wish there were ways for me to, I guess, on a creative standpoint, not so much D&D, you know? Yeah. I wish I could have found a way to insert it more into the game play. Hmm. Because the only time I really utilized it was the whole sword thing at the end. But I asked permission. Yeah. But that's always a tricky thing in, in like, especially D&D. Oh, like, I guess uh, also at earlier levels, too, so. Yeah. I mean, in any game, but especially in d and I think it's like, when you have a really cool backstory, it's like, but how do I make that actually happen in play or be relevant or anything, you know? Or, or come up and let me talk about it, please. Even at the minimum, interesting. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want... I definitely don't want to be boring if I was going to play with Marisa. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I got to step up my game. Well, you, <laughs> you, you picked the very least boring character, so... Good. Yeah, there. seriously. <laughs> Um, yeah, do you have anything else to say about Xanth, or is there anything you wish you could have done, or anything like that? I, no, I don't regret his choices, I liked his sadness near the end, where he was like, I messed up. Yeah, very bittersweet. Yeah, that last one. He was supposed to protect things, and he made it worse, and he had to, like, cover his tracks, and he broke up a friendship, even if it was just for a little while, and Mm -hmm. did he really help? I mean, we helped you get the sword, that was the closest I did to assisting, really. There was a whole three or four episodes of us just, like, going to figure out this orc thing and what did yeah. they do. Got a bunch of humans killed. Got a few orcs killed. You know. Maybe Holgar. If we had had the time, I would have liked to have, like, seen him and be like, oh, my dude, you're alive! That would have been nice. Uh-huh, I would have liked that. Yeah. Found him out. But it's all, it, yeah. yeah, it's fine. But I did, oh, I did, like, I I had, like, you didn't do anything, Townmaster. I nominate Seraphina. Oh, yeah. So Go in there. that. Yeah, it was that's like a little cameo. That was fun. 
Yeah, that was way better. And it, and it wrapped it better, too. Because it, yeah. gave, it gave leeway to a really fun ending. Yeah, I love that, that was fun. That was a fun ending. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, Brisa, now we're over to you. <clears throat> what was your inspiration for Serafina? I don't know. I kind of recognized Serafina's character right when, I think, Don John came in. Probably uh, having someone to bounce off of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe helped. Like having conversation yeah. to like balance her. Out. Like I think her personality was always there for me, but like I, you didn't get the Seraphina voice until then. I think, which I love the Seraphina voice. <laughs> I will say that playing D anD D, the voices when you hear other people do it, you're like, I want to do that. I make a <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more helpful because we tried it. We tried it in um, Final Girl, and it didn't really stick. You know. I think it was just being a super brand new player to Dungeons and Dragons in particular. Yeah, to be clear, this was your first time playing D and D at all, like any edition ever. or anything. Yeah, and so maybe it was like, like your sixth or seventh role playing game ever. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe six or seven. And um, like I said before, that the longest one I we did was what three, four weeks, demi mm-hmm. humans, and then uh, Soth was my other. Longer, you know, longest yeah. game, and and none of those game mechanics, even though they were iffy, none of them are going to be the game mechanics that D and D has. Yeah, yeah. It's just very different. D and D is, even though this edition is like known for being like the most lightest, which I don't, I would maybe dispute, but uh, it's this is the most heavy mechanical game that we've we played together for sure. Yeah, and I noticed when we played together, there were just so many options, and we had leveled up too. Yeah, so you had more spells. More items in your bag than ever. Mm-hmm. There was a whole freaking episode where you're just like, I've been carrying this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so I brought this out. Oh god, this is this is a stack of all of the um, not Shanjian, but all of these are your um, magic items. Yeah. What? So Can I look through them. Yeah. So it's really cool. the The essentials kit comes with like perforated little cards you can hand out, but by the end, it's was that like 20 or 30 magic items like there's no way you'll any human being could memorize all of that why would you even need like all of these i don't know obviously it would make i have sense. no idea it would make a lot of sense if it was four people but like if you're doing it solo which is what they say you can do right in essentials i'm like i don't know i don't know because well, i didn't know what i was doing so that was fair. that was that's a big fair. part of it was I was just like I'm gonna need all these magic items for these things that I'm gonna be doing mm-hmm. and then I didn't even really use them I feel like I yeah. used the same things over and over again. Um, yeah, use that uh, necklace of fireballs to perfection at that climax, like the final boss battle. For yeah, sure. and I almost tried to u- I tried to use it several times before that, and then you used it. You kept reminding me I can't you can't use it during this particular thing. Oh, really? Oh, because it explodes, so you can't use it when a bunch of your friends are around. But you use it very well, uh, I think, when Donjon was there during that ogre fight. I think you just fried the ogre in one fireball and, like... Yeah. So every time you use it, it was very dramatic and very effective, that mm-hmm. necklace of fireballs. Personally, and the, me just playing D&D for a while, when you get those things, they become your signature. So you should never have to have ten things. You should be able right. to be like, Shanjan, carry this, use it. Um, Inverna, carry this, use it. Mm. And that should be, mm. and that's the thing is that as you're playing 5th edition, so many things will land in your lap. Like, the only thing you truly needed was the sword to be able to yeah. fight the dragon well. Oh, I, I will say, I do love that. So, the staff of bird calls was mm. one of the early ones, and you're like, I guess you take a change in. And then that, for the rest of it, became like a that's a signature thing to the point where I had the 
the artist that made the logo, like, I guess the thing that will represent change in is this bird call yeah. staff. Bird call staff. But I, and that's a, that's the thing. So when you're playing D and D, well, particularly this edition, just based off what I know, yeah, you get those things. They fall in your lap, but a person's, someone's going to be more attuned to it, you know, what right? I mean? And they're going to say, "You have to take this because you're the only one that can use it well enough." So when it's just Serafina, you know what I mean? What what the hell does she need a wand of secrets for? That's yeah. not for her. I don't know exactly. So also, like, there are very few secret doors in this entire. Campaign. Module, yeah. yeah. Module, you're right. Yeah. Potion of healing, that'd be nice. Like dust of disappearance, immovable rod, goggles. You of did night. use the dust of disappearance. Like, I, I used the immovable rod, I believe. Mm-hmm. At some point, used it during meat when we were getting yeah. out. Yeah, that's there. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are useful. Oh, but what it was is you left it. That's what it was. She was like, I don't know. I left it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but and I think that's what's interesting is that. If you don't know when or where to use these things, you're just carrying them in a pack. Yeah. You know? It's hard. It's hard yeah. to do a solo, for sure. Mm. Like, you're... I can't say enough how much of a trooper you were. <laughs> Incredibly. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I just... There were definitely times where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know? And, like, I don't want to... I don't want to expend my hours of time on this. You know? It just... It just got to be a lot and very, like, taxing... So it was definitely more fun with people. It was a lot more fun with other people because if I'm left to my own devices and I'm just like, well, now I'm tired, Mm. you know, (laughs) or like, I don't want to, I had a long day and the last thing I want to do is think about like how to be creative, you know? And I, I, this is just my experience based off playing with you in other games. D&D just has too many options, girl. Like if you had played maybe a fighter or maybe play, which you did level up in fighter, I believe, right? Yeah. If you played a fighter or a rogue or something that's just like step, 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 cool. As soon as you start adding casters, you have too many options. That's true, yeah. And like, I always advise people, and hey, internet, you don't have to take my advice. I would advise (laughs) people, lean to whichever one you think is the most interesting. Sure, there are lots of subclasses, races, all the cool things, classes that you can like, some people fit better. Let me punch the thing. Somebody heal me. I'm going to go punch the thing. And once you learn that's what you want, that's awesome. I love to stand in the middle. I like to, uh, whatever class or, or you know, uh, rangers are more of a distance thing, but they can learn martial weapons, so they can be up front. I also love healing, so I love being a bard that can, like, hey, punch, punch, punch. Oh, you look great today. Healed. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, and but I had to figure that out by playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I know Bard is great for you. I think she would have been a great Bard College of Swords because she yeah. wanted to kill things. Mm-hmm. I could tell her energy was like, I want to kill things. I don't want to do this lightning spell. I want to kill yeah. something. And I feel like that would have been great for you. College of Swords, subclass, It you use all your Bardic inspiration on yourself. You do some cool moves and attacks and things that defense and, and all these things. And I think that would have flowed well for you personally. Mm. But that's after I watched you play. I would have had no idea. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think in in the whatever game, like the Essentials kit, mm-hmm. I don't know if... I don't know. That I may not have been an it option. It might not be an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It was like part of lore, I think. Is lore. The, I think yeah. That might have been the only one they... Lore they or Valor might have been the other one. Which are the, the standard, standard part. Because they have a lot more um, colleges now. 
But I knew that. Right. Because I know the game. Yeah. And you can't figure it out until you know the game. I think I also think she'd love a monk. Give this woman give this woman a monk. <laughs> Just go in there and kick, 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 punch, punch. Okay, Marisa, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What spell did you actually like? Hmm. There was the in the very, very beginning, way in the beginning, I used dancing lights one time and yeah. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It was really fun and I used it as an entertainment thing. I love that bards do that. That's and the whole point. Yeah. I didn't really use it as like a like, no, I'm doing this, but I think I, I did end up getting something for it. I can't remember what, but it was like to charm the town basically mm-hmm. when I first came to Fandolin. And I really liked doing that one. And that was one I only used one time. Yeah. And it was just to charm the town to be like, please like me. Mm-hmm. So trust me. Which, and this goes back in a, we have a paper in front of us, so we're just looking at it. But there are skills and charisma. That's the magic skill that you would use yeah. when you do bard stuff. So you've got like um, persuasion and, you know, when you actually get to roll dice mm-hmm. or, you know, the rolling of the, you know, what you're good at, quote unquote. It can be a really fun, creative, like, I'm a bard. I'm going to persuade somebody to do something. Yeah. Like, let me use dancing lights to assist me. Yeah, that was that, that was really fun. I didn't use Vicious Mockery. Like, I don't think I used it at all. Mm. So I felt like, what is the point of this? And then, um, and like, I even thought, like, several times, like, I think I'm going to use that. And then never did it. Mm-hmm. And then Mage Hand, I don't even know. I think I used that one time. Don't even remember. Uh, Longshire Healing Word I did a couple times. Thunder Thunder Wave. I did Thunder Wave like one one or two times. Cloud of Daggers, probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I love that. Um, Shatter, I think I used once. Mm -hmm. And Invisibility. But yeah, those were probably, I guess, some of my top ones. Thunder Wave and Cloud of Daggers are the only ones I really used over and over again. And that's the other thing about it, right? Like, you, when you got into physical fights, right? Because you're bound to do it eventually. You have a sword. Like, let's go in. You know what I mean? So You use the healing magic a lot. Yeah, I did use that one a lot. You just, like, you had cure, I mean, did you have cure wounds too? Or is that... Yeah, that was changing. I did that too. Gotcha. And I, I will say, going back to the beginning when you said, oh, what inspired your character? Like, I literally was like, well, uh, the cards that you gave me to choose from inspired my character. <laughs> Didn't really, like, inspire my character. It was just like pick one. Okay, well, I'm going to pick a bard because I like to entertain. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll pick a soldier. I'm a soldier background and I do oh, feel right, yeah. like I didn't, I had a harder time figuring out like how to bring that up at all. Actually, that, I thought you did incredible. You used like, it that, a lot with me. That background, the soldier worked out really well. Like, I think one of our first ones, can you give me like a flashback? And you're like, yes, here's like 15 minutes of this incredible flashback. And I'm like, I feel like that happened in the beginning and then it just didn't really come up as much. So I don't know. Maybe that was just me. I thought it came up a bunch. I thought it was really good. I also will say, looking at this character sheet, I feel like I barely used the dagger and I really only just used the rapier. Yeah, you used the dagger as the bonus action a few times. Mm -hmm. A couple times. But it was always like the rapier. Yeah, once that rapier was like blessed with the dragon thing. But you just have better weapons, unfortunately, they, they should get more useful. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're story-oriented, the quote-unquote lesser weapons don't get, you know, they don't yeah. get the play. I think one of your one of your first purchases, maybe your only purchase, was uh, that, like, bow, like, short bow. Mm-hmm. You used that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I did use that one. And that's like more mechanics of the game. Personally, I felt like, just because I experienced it myself, I felt like you told story really well. Yeah, that absolutely. When you were just allowed to rip and be like, Hi, I'm Serafina Team. <laughs> like, when you just got time to do that, which is also part of the game. I think I, one thing I've learned personally from playing D&D, it doesn't matter if you get the finishing blow. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you kill the person. It doesn't matter if you get the gold. Did you, I hate that saying of like, half of it's the journey. If you're making really fun game moves, you help that person get that last cut. You know what I mean? You oh, yeah. help that person carry the body up to the... Like, one of my favorite plays, barely did anything in the storyline, but we were in that freaking electrifying thing, and I was like, can I carry Serafina, and can I carry Shanjan? And mm. you said yes, and I said, get on, we are out. I was yeah. like, yeah. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And, like, that was just movement. That wasn't fighting. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a spell. I healed no one. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just the opportunity to, like, bust a move. And, And like, you're a horse. You could probably do that. And that's (laughs) where my brain was going. I was like, I'm a centaur. I can carry double my weight. Um, We need to get out of here. We just saw someone got electrocuted. There's a freaking giant boar god or whatever. (laughs) And for me, that's why I play TNT. Not the heroics of it. Yes. But to make that motion of like i'm a centaur i can do this let's do it yeah like the, the puzzle yeah, yeah 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 i love that so i don't know i might be i'm going to be controversial for a second do it because dnd is not my favorite system mm-hmm. fair fair it's the most popular role-playing game you um, can't deny the masses d- d- yeah I, but anyways right, yeah. your point just like 75 percent of it is uh how, how do i fight and how do i do these Fighting things really well. The rest of it's like skills, which is, it's like, all right, well, you've dedicated so much of this game to combat. But to me, the most fun is, like you said, uh, Eduardo, um, those moments outside of combat mm-hmm. or like uh, when you're given the, the reins to do whatever you want. Right. And just like talk to people and do these things. Not necessarily fight them or anything. Which isn't inherently D&D related. Right. So it's like... You can when you do that on your own. Exactly. So it's like the system is built to do this one thing. And when you're not doing that, it's like, we don't even need the system then. Like, why well, are we even doing it? I'll give you a good example. We mm-hmm. were playing a game and multiple times I would ask you, can I do that? Or I'd be like, history check, religion check, what, what can right. I do? And that was me. And no, I knew you hadn't done this one yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, you can ask me to roll. Uh-huh. I kept like, I'll just roll and you can tell me if it works. Mm-hmm. So it's not lack of like, put in the, what's the right way of saying it? Put in the random like, oh, I guess that makes sense. You would have a religion moment. Let's do that. Yeah. And it builds the story, brings it back, and it utilizes the skills. I always tell people, I'm a skill monkey. I can get as many of these skills as I can. Uh-huh. And people are like, why, are, why do you have an 11 in deception? You never lie. I'm like, I know I'm lawful good, but one day I'm going to have to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I want that plus 11. Like, yeah. <laughs> specifically with this friend group. Yeah. Us just letting rip and talking. Way more fun. Exactly. You could edit literally all of the fighting out and we would still have a good good show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like there's other games that talking, you can interact with the rules right. way easier that way. And this oh. one, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm doing D&D a disservice if I let 
people just like go off on their own it's and a keep fucking chatting. Game. No, it's a fucking game. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not like, real life. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah. So my so question like, to you not, is not my favorite system. <laughs> would you do D and D five E again with more people? Because one on one's hard. Running it was rough too, since I'm not like. So you'd most... want to experience it as a player. Yeah, and I've played it a few times before running it too. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. I would never want to run it for a year again. But uh, I would definitely yeah. run it for like a shorter period of time. We also did take like a almost four or five month break. So that's true. Mm-hmm. We probably should finish it in an actual year or less. But yeah, I wouldn't do it for that long. But right. yeah, I would run it again. I would try it. But, uh, yeah, for, like, the solo thing, I think they haven't really tweaked it enough for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seem like... A DM and a worked. one player, it's not... Yeah. All right. Final questions. Yeah. Let's get that wrapped up. Marisa, what do you have a final question for David? What would be, like, let's get in there. Get in his head. <laughs> I don't know if I have any questions for you. That's fine. As a new player, brand new player, Mm-mm-mm. it's less of me to have questions and more suggestions. That's oh, actually yeah. helpful, too, because totally he, yeah. he keeps Absolutely. running games. Go ahead. I feel that some of it was just, like, really just, really, does this have to take so long? Like. Mm, D&D, man. Yeah. Mm, like, agree. are we doing this as efficiently as possible? And I think maybe because I was the only player literally having zero opinions of being like, well, what should I do? And you're just like, I don't know. What should you do? I do have commentary on that. That's hard for me. Mm -hmm. I definitely felt like, I don't know, I guess the whole point was the action revolving around me, but then like, I wish there was more suggestions on how the action could have gone. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, more... Really, the only time that I felt like everything was super dynamic was when there was, like, orcs or... Really just orcs or, like, now we're getting about to fight, you know? Like, and then mm-hmm. it was like, now nah, there's action. You know, but everything else was very, like, okay, now what do you want to do? What do you want to go? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just go search this place for a while. Right. <laughs> don't really know what to do. It's, like, hard to figure out, yeah. Yeah, like, if I don't know what's going on and uh, I'm very confused, then how am I supposed to help move the story along otherwise? Mm. Yeah, it's... it's If you're the only one, you know, other than me, then what am I supposed to do? Just figure it out? May I ask, did you guys use D20 the whole time? I don't really... D20? Oh, Oh, Roll20. Roll20. No, just, just when we started with Austin. Okay, so that is something that I personally have learned while playing the game. A lot of people will put the maps in front of them as physical pieces. So everybody like plays and learns it all different, right? I don't know how you would have felt about that, but you know, minis, figurines, you don't have to make money. You can have friggin' checkerboard check. Sometimes the visual and having something in front of you and touching it helps. I had a DM that would be really good at like, the room is this size, this big, because he had, like, architecture brain. You know what I mean? Where he'd be like, let me show you this, let me show you that. I've had another DM that had a screen that he would be like, cool. And it would just, the room would, like, pop up in front of you. Oh, fun. One of my favorite ones, because I'm music-oriented. And these are all different options, right? Um, he would have, oh, cool. Did you just go into the slave? Click, click. And they would be like, 
like sound oh, effects yeah, and stuff. And I was like, I don't give, I don't give a fuck how big this room is. There's <laughs> dripping water in here. Like, these are just examples. That's more helpful for me than the way we did it was to me. My biggest problem was two to four hours, especially anything past two hours, is really hard for me. Yeah, it's long. I cannot. Two hours in a movie is hard. <laughs> yeah. Now you want me to sit and stare at a screen for three to four with no music. Right. With no visuals. Which is something to... to except up. a flat screen and some dice that I'm supposed to remember how to click every single time when I don't. When I also don't understand or remember what 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 are these dice to begin with. Is that a cube? That looks like a cube to me. What am I supposed to know it is? I literally don't know. It's a D6. Oh, okay. But that's the, and that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. I know that because I've done it for five years. Right? I know. I literally am like, that looks like a triangle to me. What is this supposed to be? It's a D4. Mm, no. I love that. <laughs> but see, that's the thing about D&D is that everybody's going to have a different experience, right? So you have to feel, I'm going to educate myself enough to be able to play a bard. So maybe, for example, a good opportunity in this particular instance, it would have been nice to have maybe more of a breakdown of the rules, maybe, or like, the, uh, so you've heard of Session Zeros, right? Yeah, we did one. I can't obligate that onto anyone. What but, is that? Did we do that? Yeah. Was it like a year ago? Yeah. It was, yeah. What it was is it? What before was it? Session One. And, and that's the thing, is like, with a Session Zero... With just two people, a person who's never played it before, a person who hasn't run it before, it was struggle bus. Like, I'm sure it was hard to, yeah, you know, and the excitement of playing it too, for me, the character creation, that's my favorite role, the dice, what am I going to be, what race, what um, class, and then now that I've done it a few times, what dice am I going to be using? What weapons are going to be doing this D8 or D10 or D6? Yeah. You know, I, I... I feel like, and I don't know, I'm not judging you because I wasn't there, right? <laughs> but I feel like maybe uh, the learning process for the person who's never done it before, maybe it would have been better to have five people in the room cheering you on and be like, yes, girl, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that would have been a different approach or having a visual or whatever. Yeah, yeah the visual only happened like way later, like halfway through, I think, when Don John came Yeah, out. and I think also like... Sometimes when we, the few times that we were like, we'll put it on YouTube, and there was like one person watching us, it was even a little more like, oh, at least there's somebody that's like paying attention. Right. And that feels better. And I definitely feel like um, if it was up to me, I wish that I had taken it in bite sizes instead of full chunks every time that we did it, Mm because then I might have been more motivated yeah. If I didn't yeah, think, yeah. like, well, now I have to clear the next four hours out of my evening, yeah. then it was harder for me to be like, well, if I have to clear two hours out of my evening, I can handle that almost a little better than sometimes the the longness sometimes just made me be like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, there's a lot of things I don't want to do for <laughs> very long. That's a part-time <laughs> job for some people, four hours. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. So I think just, and maybe it is different because sometimes when we play like Final Girl, for example, is a good example. Or when we did the, that game that we played with Salvation, the ridiculous game, you know, (laughs) like it seemed to go very quickly because it was just so much at once. And like, it was just constant movement. Mm -hmm. 
But it, but that was still four hours out of our life, like Final Girl was. Yeah, I try not to go over three hours, but yeah, it might have been. But four that's hours still for sure. three hours. Imagine being three hours with just two people, and that's three hours with five people, six people, or whatever it was. Right, right. And I, and I so think it I understand. Seems that. to go yeah. quicker. Yeah, for sure. Whereas four hours, I'm just like, now I'm tired. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just me personally. No, th- but these are good tips to learn. It's a good opportunity for him to learn how to be better. Because if you are going to even consider jumping in again, you want a better gameplay, right? I just, That's yeah. Fine. I don't know. Like, if I if somebody were to say, would I do D&D 5e again? I don't know. I don't know if I would. And there you go. I don't know if I would. If, I, if you said, this is going to be four hours of your life once a week for the next year, I'd probably <laughs> say no. That's wild. Um, I don't know. I would think about it. Uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate everyone playing and, uh, this has been really fun for me and a lot to learn. This was, uh, like such a journey. <laughs> uh, I'm glad for everybody that, uh, contributed to this, especially Marisa, like, uh, Queen. incredible. Yeah. For sticking, sticking through it and, uh, finishing a campaign. Many D&D campaigns that start don't finish. They don't? We are literally in the minority, like oh, to actually man. finish a thing, so... That's an accomplishment, too. Your first one, that's almost unheard of. So, incredible <laughs> job. Not without you pushing me to finish. Amen. <laughs> you right. Teamwork. I can't twist an arm or two. But, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to you wonderful, beautiful people for playing. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Hope you learned something. If you did, and or if you at least were entertained, why not share it with a friend or two? Perhaps you love this music you're hearing, which is Happy Victory by Heatley Burrows, by the way. And let me point out just how amazing this song is, and that they have a whole catalog of equally great songs on their YouTube. Give them some love, too. Also, question, does anyone want to hear that Session Zero from a year and a half ago? people like those? I don't know. wasn't planning on releasing them, but is that a thing people want? Anyway, join us next week for some advice for the DMs out there, and then something spooky. So much. Perfect. And, perfect and you've also got Christopher Walken, who is here. Oh, he walked away. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh go, goodbye. I don't want to be a pot. Oh, God damn it. He Sorry. left.